greet you this morning and do so in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. I want to thank uh, Abby, Noah, Andrew, and Ellie for that beautiful presentation and that ministry to set this opportunity to come and worship today. And happy Father's Day to everyone here as we remember our fathers, but most importantly as we remember our Father in Heaven who gives us life. It gives us hope through His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, and it's a joy to celebrate God's pattern of life and His creation and how it is that He works amongst the children of men. And He's given us the privilege to have counsel uh, as we study His Word. And for that cause, I wanted to share these words from a father to his children that we can find in the first book of Mosiah where King Benjamin is speaking to his sons and giving them instruction. And what he says to one, he says to all. And I'll share a portion of these words, starting in the book of Mosiah, chapter 1, and verse 3, for a call to worship. He caused that they should be taught in all the language of his fathers, and thereby they might become men of understanding, and that they might know concerning the prophecies which had been spoken by the mouths of their fathers, which were delivered them by the hand of the Lord. And he also taught them concerning the records, which were engraven on the plates of brass, saying, My sons, I would that ye should remember that were it not for these plates, which contain these records and these commandments, we must have suffered in ignorance even to this present time, not knowing the mysteries of God. For it were not possible that our father Lehi could have had remembered all these things and have taught them to his children, except it were for the help of these plates. Therefore he could read these engravings and teach them to his children, that thereby they could teach them to their children. And so fulfilling the commandments of God, even down to this present time, 
I say unto you, my sons, were it not for these things, which, were, which have been kept and preserved by the hand of God, that we might read and re- understand of his mysteries, and have his commandments always before our eyes, that even our fathers would have dwindled in unbelief. And in leaven, I'll end with this. I would that ye should remember to search them diligently, that ye may profit thereby. And that is what our Father in heaven wants us to do. And a Father on earth, in humility, recognizes that we are only able to do these things as we recognize our shortcomings and teach others of the pathway of life eternal through searching his word and making it part of our life. I'd like for you, uh, we would soon join together. We have one change. Uh, Brother Jeff will bring our, uh, Sabbath will bring our uh, offertory, but otherwise we'll follow the bulletin as provided. Let us join together by picking up our hymnals and turning to hymn number 383 and join together in song.
Our dear God in heaven, Lord, we come to you now at this time, at the beginning of this, thy service that uh, is set aside for you at this time. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day you have granted each and every one of us to assembly in this house that you have provided for us on this uh, wonderful day, this day that we get to give you thanks and attention, Lord, on this special Father's Day and uh, on this day that we would uh, recognize that all things come from you. And Lord, I would uh, open my... uh, my voice to thee that uh, you would uh, be with all those souls and those minds that have come into this building today, that they would all uh, feel thy love that you have for them and that your uh, blessed angels would surround this uh, building um, as the uh, word of word would be broken from our brother Mike, that you would uh, be given to him the strength and the ability to know which uh, which is thy word that you would want for him to give as you would uh, bless his uh, words to speak and his mind to give it to us lord i pray that you would bless the people that their their eyes and their mind and their ears would uh, feel and see the gift of life that you have for them once again lord we just thank you for this beautiful day you've given us please be with us and grant us what we need in jesus name we pray Amen. The Lord does not need another dollar. I served with an elder one time, and every time it was his turn to preside over the offertory, he would begin always in the same way. The the Lord doesn't need another dollar. If you gave him your dollars and cents, does he become richer? If you withheld your monies, does God become poorer? What on earth does the Lord of creation need with money. It's almost laughable, isn't it? The same God who created the universe and the heavens and the stars above and the earth in which we walk, it's hilarious. God needs money. How silly is that? Obviously, he doesn't. But our Lord has given us a commandment to support this church and to build it up. Our first commandment, which is to seek ye first to build up the kingdom of God. Please bow with me now. My Lord, my God, I am so thankful, Father, for all that you have done, blessing us here on this earth. And I pray thee, Father, that as we continue to uh, support this church and its mission here on this earth, as we give our monies, our time, our talents, our gifts and our blessings as we give our lives in service of you and this church. We pray thee, Father, that you would bless these efforts, that as these monies and as these talents are dispersed, that it might seek to bring forth your kingdom here on this earth, that your gospel would be shared just a little farther, and that your righteousness and your will would be made known on this earth. I pray thee, Father, for your glory and for the success of this church here on this earth always. We give you the glory in Christ's most holy name. Amen.
I've chosen for my scripture reading this morning out of 1 John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is.
thank you Noah and Abby, Andrew and Ellie. I will never tire hearing such beautiful music. It invokes the spirit that I feel with us today. And to all the fathers, the grandfathers, the great-grandfathers, the adoptive fathers, the stepfathers, the future fathers, and our Father in Heaven, Happy Father's Day. I hope we can truly honor our fathers this day. It truly is special. Merciful and mighty was a phrase that came to me this week. And it kept repeating in my mind, merciful and mighty. And I could not remember what, I knew it was, came from a hymn. I couldn't remember it took me a while to, to discover, but it's holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning, our song shall rise to Thee, holy, 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 merciful. And mighty. That changed the course of my preparation. Our Heavenly Father is described in many ways. This morning, I want to narrow it down to five different traits. My Father in Heaven is reliable. My Father in Heaven is reachable. He is merciful and mighty. And my Father in Heaven is love. And I want to share with you these traits from the perspective of of several notable fathers throughout history. Our Father is reliable. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is unchangeable. He can be relied upon. You can trust Him and put your full faith and confidence in Him. Therefore, there's no reason for us to fear anyone or any situation. He is fully reliable. I think of Lehi, the father of the Nephites. And we heard somewhat about this morning in the scripture the importance of uh, those brass plates 
Lehi, um, he was a visionary man. And he received a vision and later a dream that Jerusalem would be destroyed. And in that dream, he was commanded to take his family, to leave his home, his house, his land of inheritance, his gold, his silver, his precious things, and to depart in the wilderness. And with him, he took his family, some provisions, and tents. Lehi knew something about the reliability of God and his word. While they were out in the wilderness, he received another dream where he was commanded to send the boys back to Jerusalem for these brass plates to obtain them from Laban, who I'm sure it seemed like an impossible task. And yet Lehi knew that God would prepare a way. And so he sent them on their way, the four boys, and they, they went back to their home and gathered up all their prized possessions, their gold, their silver, their precious things, with the intent of going to Laban and bartering with him for those brass plates. Well, Laban took a look at those precious things and took them and then sent his guards after them and chased them off. And so there they were with nothing but a task to retrieve those plates. Thankfully, Nephi believed that God would prepare a way Lehi believed that God would prepare a way. Sariah was pacing the floor, so to speak, worried that the boys had been killed. And we know at the end of the story that um, because of Nephi's faith, they went back and the Lord provided a way. And offered Laban to them so that they could obtain these brass plates. Which we heard again in the scripture this morning how important that was. So when we think all hope is lost, that's when God works his best work. Lehi knew about the reliability and the unchangeability of God His Father in Heaven. Our Father in Heaven is reachable. When I thought about that, um, my mind went to Alma the Younger, son of Alma. He was taught of Christ. He was taught about Lehi's experiences several hundred years before. He was taught all these things, and yet he rebelled and denied. And not only that, but with the sons of Mosiah, he went about to destroy the church of God. To destroy that work that his father was doing. 
And he and the sons of Mosiah were confronted with an angel that spoke to them in a thundering voice. And the ground shook and they fell to the earth. And they were humbled. And this is where the story picks up in Alma 17, verse 10. But I was racked with eternal torment, for my soul was harrowed up to the greatest degree, and racked with all my sins. Yea, I did remember all my sins and iniquities, for which I was tormented with the pains of hell. Yea, I saw that I had rebelled against my God, and that I had not kept his holy commandments. Yea, and I had murdered many of his children, or rather led them away unto destruction. Yea, and in fine, so great had been my iniquities that the very thoughts of coming into the presence of my God did rack my soul with inexpressible horror. Oh, thought I, that I could be banished and become extinct, both soul and body, that I might not be brought to stand in the presence of my God, to be judged of my deeds. And now for three days and for three nights was I racked, even with the pains of a damned soul. And it came to pass that as I was thus racked with torment, while I was harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people, Concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. And so in this awful state that he was in, he remembered what his father had taught him. And he knew that his father in heaven was reachable. Even though he did not want to see him and be judged now as my mind caught hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou Son of God, have mercy on me, who art in the gall of bitterness and art encircled about the everlasting chains of death. And now behold, when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. And oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold. Yea, my soul was filled with joy as exceeding as was my pain. Yea, I say unto you, my son, this is him speaking to his son, Helaman, that there could be nothing so exquisite and so bitter as were my pains. Yea, and again I say unto you, my son, that on the other hand, there can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as was my joy. Yea, methought I saw even as our father Lehi saw. You see, he was taught. God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God, yea, and my soul did long to be there. Alma knew his Father in heaven was reachable. My Father in heaven is merciful. I think of Adam, the father of all mankind. We know his faults. He did exactly what the Lord commanded him not to do. He partook of the tree 
of knowledge of good and evil. And for his safety and the safety of Eve, they were banished from the garden, separated from God. In Genesis 4, chapter chapter 4, verse 5, And he gave unto them commandments that they should worship the Lord their God and should offer the firstlings of their flocks for an offering unto the Lord. And then the angel spake, saying, This thing is a similitude of the sacrifice of the only begotten of the Father, which is full of grace and truth. Wherefore, thou shalt do all that thou doest in the name of the Son, and thou shalt repent and call upon God in the name of the Son forevermore. And in that day the Holy Ghost fell upon Adam, which beareth record of the Father and the Son, saying, I am the only begotten of the Father from the beginning, henceforth and forever. That as thou hast fallen, thou mayest be redeemed. And all mankind, even as many as will. And in that day, Adam blessed God and was filled and began to prophesy concerning all the families of the earth, saying, Blessed be the name of God, for because of my transgression, my eyes are opened, and in this life I shall have joy. And again in the flesh I shall see God. And Eve, his wife, heard all these things and was glad, saying, Were it not for our transgression, we never should have had seed, and never should have known good and evil, and the joy of our redemption, and the eternal life which God giveth unto all the obedient. And Adam and Eve blessed the name of God, and they made all things known unto their sons and their daughters. Adam certainly knew of the joy of redemption from his merciful Heavenly Father. My Heavenly Father is mighty. I couldn't help but um, think of David, the confidence that he had in his Heavenly Father and the faith and the strength that that gave him to do unthinkable things. David said unto Saul, Thy servant, David, kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. From what we know, David was was kind of a, uh, a little guy. But mighty because of the power of God and the faith that he had in him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, 
and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine, the giant. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou Hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. There was no room for doubt. He had no fear because he had great faith in the mighty power of his father. My Heavenly Father is love. Abraham, the father of many nations. Abraham loved God. God loved Abraham. And they covenanted one with another. God promised to Abraham a son when Abraham was 99 years old. And his wife, Sarah, was 90 years old. And we know the story. Sarah laughed. Thought that was kind of funny. She denied laughing, but she was reminded that, yeah, you laughed. And... Um, it came to pass on the very day that the Lord promised it. Isaac was born, the son in their old age. Isaac grew up to be a young man or a lad. And the Lord asked Abraham to offer him up as a burnt offering. His beloved son, Isaac. Abraham, because of the love that he had for his father in heaven, for his great faith, took the necessary steps to follow that commandment. And he 
Isaac said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself. A lamb. For a burnt offering. I don't know if Abraham realized how prophetic those words were. Abraham being a type and shadow of God. Offering his only begotten son. For the sins of his creation. Mine and yours. If we seek after him. Thus the Lord saith the Lord, I have sworn by myself that because thou hast done this thing, and the Lord, we know the story, he stopped him, offered or he provided a ram in the thicket, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only Isaac, from me, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Abraham knew of the love of God. It's good to have these notable fathers in the scriptures that we can study about that did these amazing miracles. It's also good to have examples of these fathers in our very own lives. So I wanted to take a few moments to share about some of those fathers in my life. that also had these traits. My grandpa Francis Harper Sr., I would consider him very reliable. He was the same man, whether he was in his suit preaching or he was in his overalls tilling the field. My grandpa went to visit a farmer, and as he drove into the, the farmer's place there, the farmer's wife comes running out and uh, says, are, are you Mr. Harper? He said, well, yes, I am. She said, well, your wife just called. This is way before cell phones. She said, your wife just called, and there's someone that has called for you that wants you to come visit them. And he's between Logan and Woodbine, and I can't remember his name. And my grandpa, having his finger on the pulse of his community, he knew who she was talking about. The man had a strange name. It was Smith. Hard to remember. 
was not a member of the restoration. But he knew that he was struggling with an awful sickness. And he went to his place. And he entered in. And the man said, Francis, I called for you. And I was wondering if you would do for me what you've done for others. And he knew what he was speaking about. He said, you want to be administered to. And my grandpa took a few moments and taught him about administration. Read from James chapter 5, verse 14. He said, Francis, I am... um, Experiencing pain. That's unbearable. And so, yes, I want you to pray for me. And Grandpa anointed his head and prayed for him. And after the prayer, the man looked up at him and said, What do I owe you? He said, You don't owe me anything. I am just a servant. wasn't, but it was less than a week later. He saw this man about town, conducting business as usual. He had been healed. And again, he approached my grandpa and he said, what do I owe you? He said, you don't owe me anything, I'm just a servant. He knew the power of God. He was available. He was reliable. And served. Like I said, the man wasn't a member of the restoration. But he lived many years afterwards. Outlived his wife even. And every time my grandpa saw him, he'd say, there goes a miracle. As far as reachable goes, I'd like to visit with you about my brother. Also a father. He was very reachable. didn't matter what time of day or the topic, we enjoyed our conversations. He's the one that I hiked with so much. And, you know, we didn't always agree, but we never lost the respect for one another and the love. His son, my nephew Dane, I believe called him his dad daily. And so it's been, I'm sure, quite a transition for Dane. Since my brother passed in November, I believe it was November. 
good to be reachable. Merciful. Keep this one short. Go back to my grandpa, senior. My uncle, Francis, junior, I think said something that could have been offensive to his dad. And he went to him. To apologize. His dad could sense the condition of his heart. He didn't even let his son finish. He said, I've already forgiven you. And hopefully you've experienced that before. We don't need some kind of grand display of remorse. We just need a soft, sincere heart. Be quick to forgive. For mighty, I got to talk about my dad. So my dad wasn't any taller than I am. He wasn't any bigger, didn't weigh as any more than I do. He was fast. He held the, uh, the record in the 100-yard dash for a few years. Well, I don't know actually how many years, but for some time at our school. And he did that on a dirt track with borrowed spikes from his older brother that were too big. He was fast. I like bragging about my dad. I loved him. It's good to be proud about your father. My dad is one tough cookie. He was on the boxing team in high school when they still had boxing. And later... In the Navy, he also boxed. And the story is that he challenged anybody on the ship to punch him in the gut as hard as they could. And I'm sure there were many that took him up on that challenge. He was a little guy. And I'm sure Brenda can remember he would challenge us. Punch me in the gut. So we would, you know, put everything we had into it, and it was like hitting a soft brick. It bounced right off, and he would laugh. He was an outstanding baseball player. Some of you may know Bob Gibson, that pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals, Hall of Famer. It's the only team he played for. He grew up in Omaha. And my dad got to play with him and also against him on several town teams. And my dad loved to tell the story where he went up to bat against this Bob Gibson. And before there was an outfield fence on the field that I played on, that's the field that they were on, 
He hit a fly ball out to the flagpole that's there today. And it was caught. The only thing is now there's an outfield fence that's way inside of that flagpole. And so my dad always said, I hit a home run off of Bob Gibson. The future Hall of Famer. Who was actually also a globetrotter. Interesting guy. I remember another story he told. He, he, he played baseball and he had just injured his shoulder in a motorcycle accident. And his team was short on players. And so he went up to bat with his left arm in a sling and took the bat in his right hand. And this was no slow pitch. This was fast pitch. And he swung that and got a base hit. I was proud of my dad. Sometimes we need to brag a little more. He was a masculine guy. He was a a manly man, even though he was small in stature. We could use more masculinity in this world. You know, we shouldn't be ashamed. That's a gift from God. It's there for us to protect our wives and our children, our families, and to defend those God-given things. We shouldn't be ashamed. It's not toxic like we're being taught today. We need to be mighty men of valor. Merciful and mighty. Rather than settle on one individual to talk about regarding love, with the risk of leaving someone out, I want to honor the fathers. that I have felt loved from, that have influenced my life, and I think yours too. And these are all my brothers and your brothers. Wayne Baker, Dale Johnson, Mike Long, Bob Gilbert, Dan Brown, Jim Gregg, E.J. Brown, Vic Canfield, recently reunited with Wilma June, Bob Eppers, Leonard Dussel, Marshall Rawl. Kenny Butterworth, Bud Logan, Bob Schildhauer, Gordon Seavey, Russell Beebe, Cliff Carver, 
recently reunited with Joyce, Ken Newcomb, Ken Short, George Green, Billy Hill, Les Mays. The list just keeps going on and on. And I apologize if there are those that I have left out. And if there are those that are on your mind, honor them today. Honor them with the life that you lead. When He shall appear, we shall be like Him. This is my challenge. This is our challenge. To be mighty men of valor. So be encouraged this day and be like Him. Reliable, reachable, merciful, mighty, and love.
Our gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you now with this benediction. Thankful that we can gather here to celebrate you, to celebrate our fathers, but more importantly to carry the spirit that you have laid over us away from this place and to the world providing comfort to those that need it, providing the testimony of you, providing your truth in our daily lives to those around us. Lord, we look forward to the week to come. We look forward to the reunion. We look forward to the opportunity and obstacles that we have. We look forward to growing in our faith. And we are so thankful, Lord, to have you with us. And we love you, Lord. And we say these things in Jesus Christ's most heavenly name. Amen. Mm-hmm.